five. I'm like getting a lot of flack right now for having dated Kanye. And um, I just want to say that like while I was dating him, he never said anything anti-Semitic. And as soon as he started tweeting, I was out of there. I mean, I have nothing to do with that man. I just, I thought I could help him. <laughs> <laughs> the classic story of thinking you can save a man. Uh, so many women have fallen victim to that storyline. Guys, we're going to talk about Julia Fox today. We're going to talk about the World Cup happening in Qatar. We're going to talk about Balenciaga and their very disturbing ad campaign for their new products. And a little ESPN fumble, if you will. Let's get into it. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, people? Welcome in. It is. I see what you did there with the fumble reference, by the way. Thank you. Clever. You know? <laughs> One of the very few things I know about sports. S sports reference. <laughs> you got you matched the, the sports term with the sport, which is, Ooh. you know, don't do any more for today because you know, pushing uh, your luck. I really am pushing my limit on that <laughs> one. Uh, we'll keep the sports references at a minimum. Guys, happy Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I had a good one. I've been chilling, and I'm still chilling to this day. Tell me, how'd your weekend go? Drop it in the comments down below. I came into work today and was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And what stories are going to be happening? What's popping off? What are people doing? And little did I know I was going to be shown pictures from a Balenciaga ad campaign that are disturbing to say the least. And before I show you the pictures of this ad campaign, I just have to put the question out there. How many people saw this project, worked on this project together in tandem, and still, after looking at it, okayed it and said, you know what, let's post that. Let's put that on the internet. And are they oblivious to what they were doing? Or is this really intentional? Let's look at the photos. You guys decide. I've, I've posed the question. Shuan Head actually alerted me to this on Twitter. Let's look at these pictures from Balenciaga. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Balenciaga, they are a very high fashion brand. Very uh, popular, well-known, and expensive. Very pricey brand, Balenciaga. Here's a photo of a young girl holding, I don't know, some sort of doll with... A harness on it. You guys can read into that and tell me what you see there. I don't even want to show these for very long because there are little children involved. Here's another one of a little girl. It looks like in a bedroom. And what's sitting out in front of her? Like, what does all that look like to you? I don't think I need to put it out there what that what that looks like. And she also has her little doll there that is wrapped up in some sort of fetishized harness. Interesting. Okay. And then we have this photo, which is, you know, doesn't really say much. You could just think that's a photo of a bag that's lying on a desk. Oh, what a cool little trendy way to take a photo. But somebody zoomed in on some of the documents that are on the desk there. And this document is actually a paper from a Supreme Court case here in the U.S. regarding child porn and virtual child pornography little strange and here's the zoomed in picture of that and if you go on the balenciaga site or if you went went to go look up the pictures there are many more pictures like that one of this child here like laying down on a couch in front of a table of wine glasses champagne glasses a studded dog bowl like a water dog bowl different chains and things, a dog collar on the table in front of this little girl. And we won't show the pictures of the children any longer. Uh, why? Why would a high value fashion brand be putting out an ad campaign with children featured in this manner, in very, very young kids? And Twitter even went and fact-checked Shu uh, for tweeting this out and said, yeah, although Shu often makes comments to cause amusement or laughter, this is an authentic Balenciaga marketing photograph. Authentic. So Balenciaga obviously was called out for this, and people said, 
what in the hell are you doing? Why is this on your site? Who are you marketing this to? Why have you done this exactly? And they went quiet. They deleted all of their Instagram photos with these featured, luckily. And then just this morning started posting like everything's normal on their Instagram account, which I believe has like 14 million followers on it. Let's let's look Balenciaga on Instagram in insanity. And again, I, w the question is, yeah, here, here's their Instagram page now. They've got nine posts up just starting this morning. I believe like like 11 hours ago, they just said, oh, we're just going to start clean after the whole little thing with fetishizing and sexualizing young children for our fashion campaign. Who okayed it? <laughs> Who okayed it? And why? It's insane. Yeah. But they're still very virtuous, though, because they, pro they got off of Twitter, deleted their own Twitter account to protest Elon Musk. Right, right. When Elon bought Twitter and officially became the head of Twitter, Balenciaga said, you know what? The integrity of our company is too important. Our values are set too high. The standard we hold ourselves to as a company in this industry, just far too high to be on something like Twitter owned by this billionaire dictator who values free speech and open conversation. Balenciaga cannot be seen present there. Meanwhile, would you like a little ad campaign with children sitting in front of, I don't know, tables of fetish gear with fetishized stuffed animals? Yeah, someone needs to make the meme. Uh, like Balenciaga says, <clears throat> we can't participate on a platform that doesn't share our values like Twitter. And then Balenciaga our values it was like free speech Sick. child sexualization yeah, Drake meme. dude oh. i just don't understand and i imagine at some point there's going to be them coming out and releasing a statement as to why this happened and we're so sorry that we put this out but there's not a pair of eyes in the world that could see that and not think that there's something wrong with that in my opinion unless you are simply trying to normalize that imagery that activity which you know we're gonna get called conspiracy theorists for saying this you're gonna say it's a tinfoil hat it's pizzagate all over again this is not true they're not trying to do that at all but when you see this right in front of your face it's hard to just say oh they're just being it's an accident they're ignorant they didn't know what that possibly could have communicated to people and just think about all the people that would have had to been involved in this talking about the designers the person who does the pitch of the ad campaign, the parents of these children who seemingly brought their child to this shoot and went, totally, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines while you take photos of my child in this manner. And I mean, some really despicable photos. This is just scratching the surface of what was there. The photographer all of the people who, who work in the production of something like this, the people who had to approve it for the website and put it out, then post it to Instagram and Twitter and social media, all to just not recognize what you're trying, what, what is being said here. And I don't know how much more commentary I can give outside of that because I have no idea why somebody would move forward with something like this and the normalization of the sexualization of children. But it's hard to believe that we are not ushering in a culture that is just making this okay and making this something that is normal. We're having conversations about what children are being taught in schools and how young they are to be exposed to sexual innuendo or even explicit sexual conversations. And you have people defending the exposure uh, of that to, to kids saying, these are conversations they're going to be having anyways. Why not have it younger? Why not expose them to things that they're going to see in the world? Why are we, the educators, not the ones to be able to do that? It takes a village, right? It takes a village of your teachers and corporate America and Balenciaga fashion industry to educate your child on what their, their sexuality. I'm, just lo I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, it feels like like which what stage are we at here? Are we at the this isn't happening, or are we at the it's it's happening and it's good it's happening? Like the you know uh, pornographic material in children's books in libraries for elementary schools. Right. That first it was like oh that's not happening, and then there's like conclusive proof that it's happening, and then it's like well you guys are just you know trying to censor things and you're you're against books and you're book burning you know right winger psychos. 
and never uh, dealing with the central issue. And like, there's plenty here. We did a poll. Is this Balenciaga ad appropriate? 92% of you say no, 8% say yes. So it seems abundantly clear that to, I mean, at least to the common person that there's Mm -hmm. something very wrong here, something very inappropriate. Um, Yeah. And I you would know, love to hear from the eight percent that says yeah, no. This is not. A, this is appropriate. Honestly, and like so, in that sense, there's like there is no justification for this. It's just perverse and wrong. Yeah. And for Balenciaga to go, I mean, there there should be hell to pay for this for their brand. Will there be? Probably, probably not. not. From people like us, sure. But from the mainstream, probably not. I'm just thinking. Okay, I'm really trying to give this a fair shake. You are a production manager, you are the one pitching these ad campaigns. What is your thought process in making this? Is it like, oh, it's cool and edgy to put kids in positions that adults are in and just like make it look like it's normal for for a child to be there doing that. That's edgy. We're going to be like this new sort of Balenciaga that is challenging people's perceptions. And even that, I just (laughs) cannot see a bunch of people sitting at a table and going, yeah, hell yeah. That is the best idea I've ever heard. Not not a single person went, ah, we might want to put that one back on the drawing board. We might want to just never do that, ever. Yeah, you totally blew past the line. If there was a line of like, you know, pushing artistic bounds within reason and like being full on psycho perverse, mm-hmm. you definitely are way past this line with an ad like this. This yeah. isn't like oh, we're just trying to take a new artistic spin on something. There's like, I mean, the court document what are you doing with putting a court document about a child porn case in right. your pictures right. with children and kink gear? There's literally just no. That's There's nothing. It's just like a big F you. It's yeah. just like a we don't care and we're going to put it in this ad campaign. And guess what? If you want to read into it and look at, look into it, you do it. But we don't care. Uh, but at least they deleted it because of the backlash they got. At least that. Anyways, that's what's going on at Balenciaga. Uh not that I could afford to shop there in the first place, <laughs> but I will not be shopping at Balenciaga. It's so weird. Like, we went through the whole Wayfair scandal. You heard about the Wayfair scandal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was like a weird thing. And, it, and people were making accusations, but I don't think there was any like definitive proof. For those of you who don't know, Wayfair is a furniture company. And people were finding like pillows on Wayfair that were going for like $25,000, $30,000, whatever. People started to speculate that it was some sort of human trafficking ring that was being run through through Wayfair and all this stuff and a few celebrities were involved in it just to yeah, was it like they were putting kids in the cabinets and stuff and like shipping them or was that like the extreme version I think that was like the extreme version of the conspiracy but a okay. lot of people were saying that they're like funneling a human trafficking ring through the Wayfair website and just like Wayfair you got just what I need <laughs> Anyways, no more jokes. I do get their ads all the time. We do get a lot of Wayfair ads. Mm. Um, But they don't have, uh, you know, children dressed up in kink gear or around it. So No, and and I will still not be shopping from them. Now, this is different. Like, this is explicit. They're literally telling you, like, here, yeah, here's the message. We're endorsing it. Look at it. Take it in. Screenshot it. We don't care unless we get a certain bit of backlash and then we take it off Instagram. I don't know. Anyways, I feel like it's not a conspiracy theory at all to say this looks like a normalization and endorsement of this sort of activity. You guys can call me out and let me know. I am no stranger to a, a corporate uh, <laughs> a corporate conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> I could go down a rabbit hole now of like, you know, the mattress firm conspiracy theory. No, this one's new. <laughs> somebody, I saw somebody on social media t- saying that uh, mattress mattress firm is just a money laundering unit. Because if you look up mattress firms, like on Google Maps, they are everywhere and like right next to each other. And mm. people are like, how often are you really buying? How often are you really buying mattresses? It, it, that is a, a curious thing. There are way too many mattress stores There's in America. There's a lot of mattress stores. And like how do they afford to pay for them? How many people buy? It's like a once a year like purchase. No, not once a year. Like once every five years purchase. I don't know. Ten years? Yeah. Two years? At worst. So why are there like 15 mattress firms all on <laughs> two blocks? <laughs> I'm going to do an investigative a journalism. Uh, yeah, a, a deep dive into mattress firm. I'm just going to go into a bunch of mattress firms mm-hmm. and uh, harass the managers and the owners. What is a woman? Greatest lie ever sold. <laughs> why are there so many damn mattress firms in America? 
I was going to expose it. That's my breakthrough documentary, guys. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to see it. No, but all, all things aside, the Mattress Firm stuff and the Wayfair stuff, that's, you know, we're, we're, we're reaching for that. This Balenciaga stuff is just right in the front of your face. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. I don't know that you guys shop at Balenciaga, but I wouldn't if I were you. Moving on. Have you guys ever dated somebody who ended up saying a lot of anti-Semitic stuff and then you have to publicly just distance yourself from that person? <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> happens to all of us. Gosh, man. <clears throat> Haven't had that happen since 95. <laughs> but, but it's coming back. Julia Fox, who many of you probably don't know, is a woman uh, model, I believe, actress. She says that she was the muse for Uncut Gems, that movie featuring Adam Sandler. <laughs> I want to walk out of this room every time you do that voice. <laughs> oh. You don't like my Valley Girl voice? I mean, it's effective at making me feel it feels like nails on a chalkboard in human form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay. This is exactly what Julia Fox sounds like. She has now become a feminist icon if you will. A lot of women look up to her on Halloween here in Los Angeles. I think I saw and counting probably like 30 girls dressed up as Julia Fox with her signature makeup and her blue jean dresses or whatever she wears. So she's clearly somewhat of a cultural icon, particularly among young women in sort of just taking back your sexuality, being honest about the hardships of being a mom. And of course, she skyrocketed to fame uh, by dating Kanye West. Now, she's been getting a lot of heat on the internet now because she claims to be a feminist. And people are saying, how can you claim to be a feminist and somebody who is pro-Jewish if you dated Kanye West, who is openly misogynistic and openly an anti-Semite? I don't think there's a lot of base to the claim that you are responsible for the person you date and what it is that they do. So I'm honestly on Julia Fox's side on this. Do you think you're responsible in any way, shape or form for the person you're dating? No, I mean, I think that in some way, people that you choose to associate yourself with in in a way like something so pronounced as a uh, romantic relationship that lasts any amount of time um, can reflect on you. But in yeah. this case, it you know, it's a is just like a celebrity relationship. He had the whole Kim thing going on. Who knows where she came from? Yeah. I think it was like a fling where they were like seen TR. in public a few times. Yeah. And so to, the idea that you're like accountable for this is on pretty thin ice for me. It's all PR to me. And a lot of people talk about celebrity relationships. Half of them, probably more than half of them are just contracted, weird agreements that celebrities make in order to boost their own fame. You know, like Pete Davidson is now dating Emily Rajatowski or whatever, however you say her name. That is fake. Y'all, that is fake. And I'm calling it right now. Another conspiracy theory. (laughs) I need one of those like little sound bites over here. I swear. Pete Davidson is on contract for like the next 10 years of his life of each celebrity woman that he's going to date. And I bet they just pay him like millions of dollars to just hop from paparazzi shoot to paparazzi shoot with these women could be i'm surprised he didn't show up around giselle after tom tom brady and giselle brunchen <laughs> right. broke up i was like I, everyone knew it was gonna happen and then he threw us a curveball like nope no. Radajowski. yeah yeah he's got to keep you on your toes he can't be that predictable mm. uh but yeah women have just an unheard of affection for pete davidson and you, Wait, you say he's it. cute and i'm like that's I like one of the ugliest dudes cute. In i don't think he's ugly i don't think he's ugly you know i don't think he's like super attractive you know like call the fireman, you know, type of thing, but he's mm. not ugly. I disagree, but <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I disagree. Anyways, I'm going to put a poll. I okay. think we've done this before. I we always we get into have. this debate, but I think we have. You guys get it again. Um, but yeah, you know, male comedians have a way of getting to every single woman's heart for some reason. I think it's because a lot of women can't see past bull shoot when uh, they're talking to comedians and comedians make you laugh and then they're like, I'm, I'm done. Hook, line and sinker. Anyways, let's get back to Julia Fox. Listen to her talk about Kanye's relationship. The comment here says, I just wish you weren't dating a famously violent misogynist and anti-Semite. Mm. Okay. Since I was just going to write about it in my book and then have y'all buy it, but I'll just tell you guys for free. Hmm. Um, for free. First of all, the man... 
the man was being normal around me. And not only that, but the Kim Kardashian, the Kardashians, when I had a fashion line 10 years ago, they actually bought our clothes and sold them in her, in their stores. And, um, so I've always had like, you know, like a, a love for Kim, especially, and like even Courtney, especially Kim. like all of them, pretty much. Kim. But, Uncut no, like, gems. Like, Chloe, Kim, Courtney, those are my girls. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. So by the time me and him got together, it was like, he hadn't been doing anything, you know, like out there yet. He, the only thing he had done was change the name in the song and said like, come back to me, Kimberly. That was like really the only thing when we met. Um, but I remember just being like, oh, I don't, he was texting me. I like, wasn't really answering. I was like, I don't really want to like talk up with a celebrity again. Like if nothing, you know what I mean? <laughs> nothing ever comes with it. It's like, they're kind of boring. Again. Like, not what you think they're going to be like. But he kept going and going and he was like, you have bad text etiquette. And then I was like. Oh, there's more. Oh, wait, like, there's more. I was worried it was almost over. I had this thought. And I was like, oh my God, maybe I can get him off of Kim's, off Kim's case. Like maybe I can distract him, like just get him to like me. And I knew I was like, if anyone can do it, it's me because when oh I set my, my mind gosh. to something, I do it. And I will say that that month that we spent together, he wasn't, he wasn't on Twitter. First of all, he wasn't on any forms of social media. Um, <laughs> he didn't even talk about his relationship we only really talked about clothes and like weird ideas and plans for the future and our mm. hopes and dreams for childhood and education and true. like it was really beautiful guys the moment he started tweeting she was, was out, out. oh and that's the she thing it's out. like the media reported on our relationship only like a week after it happened or something so during that week i think you guys all thought we were together but we weren't anyway she says i have a lot of respect for kanye but i left him as soon as things started to get crazy and i wasn't gonna put up with him anymore and she says i was just delusional and i thought i could fix him how many times have we heard that oh. <laughs> i thought i could fix him first of all <laughs> i just don't care about any of this second <laughs> I couldn't, I missed like 60% of what she was saying because I was for most, more distracted by how she talks okay. than like being able to pay the attention vocal to fry. the substance of it. Yeah. The vocal fry, um, gotcha. But, you know, thirdly, it makes sense. Like, we, you know, we know Kanye's so bipolar or has mental issues and it, it stands to if reason he is, that I he could know. be one way around her in another way when he's not or whatever. Like that stands to reason that that could be imbalanced or whatever. It's but. just really, it comes off to me like, you know, the girl who slept with Adam Levine and had an affair with him. And she's like, I slept with a man who's married to a Victoria's secret model. <laughs> and like, that's how she makes her video and comes forth with the, with, <laughs> I'm like, girl, you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say you slept with a man who was married to a Victoria's secret model. Right. Like everyone knows. You just wanted to say that you wanted it. That's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's posting your L's like to, to go out there and think that that gives you clout. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bit. Like and honestly, I think, you know, I stand by the statement that you're not responsible for what your partner does. And if they did something effed up or whatever, you either talk it out or you dip, especially if they're like a celebrity. You don't want to get in that sort of public image of being with a person who's doing these things. But I, I honestly stand by it, despite the vocal fry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're responsible for what your partner does. And we can get into a whole debate about Kanye and what he said and how you guys feel about it. Cause now he's back on Twitter. And I think what is the first thing he tweeted out, which Shalom is, with a smiley face. That is really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the country of Israel responded and then Elon responded to that. So it's just, Twitter has been more entertaining. I will say in the last, yeah, it's been the wild, wild west out there. So Kanye gets back and he says, Shalom smiley face and the country of israel tweeted back at kanye and said we do not wish to be a part of this narrative or something like that or yeah. we wish you would exclude us from the narrative that you're telling and then elon responded to the country of israel responding to kanye and said i wish more countries were on twitter like this yeah so weird what is going on i feel like we're in a simulation now and the 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 game makers the creator of this simulation are just effing with us and seeing like how much more can we do before you guys realize this is you're we're playing sims 
Yeah, it, I will say it's at least refreshingly entertaining because most of the time we're talking about how the economy's melting down or kids are being groomed or all this, which I guess we're kind of are today. Uh, not that that's funny, but just saying yeah. like it's re- it is refreshing that the problems that we have to talk about are things like this and like it's entertaining it's like to watch julia fox and kanye yeah julia fox and kanye and like israel tweeting at kanye and elon getting involved just kind of just like get your popcorn out and just like right. watch so i guess that's refreshing at least the world's not burning down as much uh but you know yeah uh, you, you take what you can get you take what you can get uh, speaking of taking what you can get the world cup is now going to be in guitar it is in qatar and this has been the subject of quite a lot of controversy. You guys know I don't watch sports. I barely knew what sport the World Cup was for. So. <laughs> Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, Quidditch. It's a Quidditch game. They're playing racquetball uh-huh. and guitar. Um, so I cannot speak to the sport itself, but I can speak to what's happening and keep you guys in the loop of what's happening uh, regarding the World Cup being in Qatar. So apparently... This entire country just bribed their way into having the World Cup there anyways. Did not have the infrastructure set in place to even host the World Cup, but was announced anyways through bribing of the people who choose uh, where this is going to be held to the tune of like a million dollars each. They bribed these people to say, we'll do it in Qatar. So... Qatar gets the bid and wins for the the World Cup, and then they go, well, we don't have enough stadiums. So they bring in laborers from India, Nepal, bring them all in to start building these stadiums in 125 degree, 125 Fahrenheit weather to build these stadiums all day long. And it's pretty much tantamount to slave, slave labor through this industry that they have set up and this legislation that they have set up called the kafala where they bring in these workers take many of their passports the workers come in already in debt to the country as they have to pay upwards of three to four thousand dollars to even come to do the work and then they're stuck here building these stadiums and Actually, John Oliver did a really good piece on what's happening in Qatar, and I will give him credit for that. You guys should go check it out about some of the working conditions that these workers are in. We're talking 150, 200, thousands of men living in a in a facility that is lacking in food, lacking in proper sanitation, in bathroom space infested with bed, bed bugs. This is where these people are working day in and day out to make sure that the World Cup happens. So already off to a not great start. Then the country that we're entering, Qatar, is quite famous for the subjugation of women. Women can't uh, do much without a chaperone or male approval. They cannot be pregnant without uh, being married and must actually show a marriage certificate in order to receive prenatal care in this country. They are famously anti-gay and anti any sort of gay rights using slave labor as we stated before and now are hosting the world cup so all these people are like i want to come to the world cup wearing my rainbow shirts (laughs) and uh the Qataris are turning them away and saying, you're not allowed to be here now on its face i guess that's fine you agreed to have it in the country you probably have to subject yourself to that country's rules but qatar never should have had Uh, the World Cup and never should have been able to bribe their way into having it. And this guy, I'll I'll pull up his picture, Harry Kane, was like, you know what? I'm going to show up to the World Cup and I'm going to wear this little rainbow patch on my arm and you guys aren't going to do anything about it. And then it said breaking. FIFA has banned Harry Kane, (laughs) the (laughs) captain of England, and the rest of the team from wearing their one love armband at the World Cup in Qatar. And they all complied. And the Netherlands team did too. And I'm guessing everyone who did intend to wear this uh, did comply. And I wonder if they're complying out of fear of not being able to play or complying because there's going to be imprisonment or some sort of actual physical repercussion to them wearing the armbands. Yeah, I saw one statement from a Netherlands uh, athlete who said, look, I support the political statement, but I'm here to play in the World Cup and I was told I'm not allowed to do this, so... Um, I can't, so I'm going to play. And that yeah. was it for him, which I don't know. Again, I mean, I, I don't know if you can fault them, but it's really the fault lies with FIFA for making the deal and agreeing to do it in this country that, you know, they, on the one hand, they say we support 
these values and we want to broadcast that everywhere, but then we're going to host in a country and we're not, don't have the courage to stand by our convictions in those places when it comes to women, when it comes to the working conditions, when it comes to the LGBTQ stuff, uh, that they're, they're not, it's like, how much do you really believe in these values if right. uh, you're willing to enough money, you know, a few million dollars will uh, make you completely reverse on them. And it's the same energy as like we see with China uh, or China and uh, Disney and companies like that, yeah. that that are just hypocrites by taking money and give me enough money and I'll overlook the Uyghur labor, I'll overlook uh, the human rights abuses in Hong Kong or whatever it may be. And it's just a matter of like we're not standing by the values that we love to be so loud about in the Western world. Yeah, money is a mover. Money is a mover and it speaks to so many people and they're willing to overlook so much of what they value. And I'm sure we all do it in some way, shape and form in our daily lives. Like, what am I wearing right now that was made in China? I absolutely I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. And even when you're trying to be conscious of buying from certain brands and making sure that your support and your values lie in your consumerism, it's very, very difficult. But with sports, I mean, they're no stranger to this. You have the Olympics in Nazi Germany. You had the Olympics in Beijing. You had, I believe, a a World Cup that they did in Mussolini's Italy. So they're pretty famous for just jumping around to whatever country is willing to host them and is willing to give them uh, the money, the capital, and the investment that they need to carry out their uh, endeavors. And it's interesting because this tweet was put out. Uh, This guy said, just now... A security guard was refusing to let me into the stadium for the U.S.-Wales game. You have to change your shirt. It's not allowed, is what the security guard said. And this is the shirt that this young man was wearing. Cute, I guess. Uh, And a Qatari responded and said, as a Qatari, I'm proud of what happened. I don't know when will the Westerners realize that their values aren't universal. There are other cultures with different values that should be equally respected. Let's not forget that the West is not the spokesperson for humanity. And what's fascinating about this is that some conservatives came and liked this tweet from the Qatari guy. Mm. I'm like, okay, we're getting some interesting messaging here. (laughs) We're getting our wires crossed a little bit. And I can break down some of this. Like, yes, if you are going to agree to host your sporting event at this country, then yes, you do agree to the rules of that country. And there's nothing to be said there. It simply is the case. They, They sold themselves out for money. Here's the situation you're in. You're in a country that doesn't really value women and doesn't value uh, gay people or at least thinks they're they're wrong. Fine. This sentence. There are other cultures with different values that should be equally respected. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have equal respect for for cultures that uh, subjugate women and don't allow people to live within their their freedoms. I guess they have definition, different definitions of freedoms. And a lot of people will get up in arms about that because we are, we've subscribed ourselves to the narrative that all cultures are equal. There's no one culture that's better than others. And in principle, I understand that thought process that mm-hmm. we've all, through our different experiences, landed ourselves in different cultures of different things that are acceptable and a different set of values. And that is absolutely true. But does that mean that all of our value sets are equal? Right. And uh, I think the answer is, of course not. Yeah. Um, But I think it has the same uh, sort of logic as when we talk about um, individual human beings. And like, you know, we 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 joke about that uh, statement that Dennis got in trouble for, for pushing back against the idea that the world's a better place with you in it, being saying that to kids that you're 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 good. The world's a better place just because you exist. And you're like, no, you the world has an opportunity to be a better place because you exist. But what matters is what you do with that. And I think uh, when it comes to this conversation about all cultures being equal, it's like there's a sense in which that's true, that all cultures have a certain God given uniqueness or certain you know elements of it that are unique and beautiful mm-hmm. and they re- reflect on humanity and they contribute something beautiful to humanity. And that's part of the melting pot. That's part of all. And we should all enjoy and celebrate that yeah. um but there's also just and just like as an individual you know you're created uniquely you you have something unique you have unique talents and personality and you should be able to bring that to bear and yeah. that is inherently valuable and worthy and, and you have dignity as a human being but what do you do with your freedom what do you do with your agency what do you do what do you make of yourself is a separate question and yeah. if you happen to if create a culture that violates objective moral you know, norms or things that we agree that are self-evident mm-hmm. as far as people being equal, uh, whether they're your man or woman or, or along racial lines or whatever. Right. Um, if you violate things like that, 
then that no, that is you're demonstrating that you are an inferior culture. Yeah, like in a good example is look at what's happening in Iran right now. So you have a bunch of women, I think 15,000 of them just sentenced to death for for protesting their morality police and a morality policing unit that goes around essentially terrorizing young women for not wearing their hijabs properly has killed many women uh, to date now for for protesting. And you have women taking to the streets of Iran, chopping their hair off, throwing their hijabs off, burning them and just saying, I should be able to walk outside of my house looking like I look, walking out as I was born, as I've grown, as a woman, looking like this. I should be able to wear makeup without being judged. I shouldn't have to cover up my entire body as a woman. And when you look at the, not progression, but regression of Iran in the past few decades, like 1970s Iran, if you look at pictures of what women were walking around in, it's like normal clothes. You would think that's just regular American women. They're walking around in shorts and tank tops, their hair cut, their hair's out, they're wearing makeup, all this beautiful stuff, whatever, doing what it is that they choose. And then you go just a few decades later and women are being forced into wearing things of a certain nature. And if they do not, being killed in very, very young women too. 15,000 of them right now in the throes of this with the protests and many more who are still actively fighting for their right to wear clothes the way they want to wear them. But all cultures should be equally respected. <laughs> Might be a hot take, but I do not equally respect that. Yeah, and this is not. where you this is where you get into the mess too as FIFA cuz you're like, okay, we're we're going to do this event in this country um, while still espousing our Western cultural values, but we're going to do it in a culture that is at odds with that. Yeah. And you're you're setting yourself up for having to be a hip, either be a hypocrite or create more friction with the culture that doesn't agree with, and they're choosing to be a hypocrite. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you can't just show up. That's you can't just show up to another country and be like, uh, now that I'm here. I want you to do it my way. Yeah, and so in that sense, the the Qatari guy who who tweeted is is right about that. Yes, it's just a an interesting line that we walk. So interesting to just see something caught in the crosswires like this, and just understand the perspective of the people who are already there, already entrenched in it, believe it, and then understand the perspective of people from the outside. But again, you should not have commodified this and brought a massive, long-standing institution like the FIFA World Cup, into Qatar. Yeah. Simple as that. And you could say, too, maybe they're not being hypocritical at all. They've stayed true the whole time. <laughs> when they're in the West and it's beneficial and you make more money yeah. by virtue signaling yeah. about all these issues, do then you do that. And then when you go to another country and there's more money to be made by hiding all of those things, then you do that. So it's not about the values themselves. It's yep. about money. And that's the same energy that we see with oh. Disney. They're willing to trim out certain things in their movies in China or trim it out in the Middle East that uh, those countries don't want to allow in or the regimes of those countries don't. And it just goes to show that for all they preach at us about their values, their really ultimate value is money. So they do have integrity after all. Mm -hmm. They are at least, at the very least, consistent. What did Dwight Schrute say? I'm, I'm loyal to whichever company values my loyalty the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Wow. That is very, very true. Yeah, I was watching like Rick and Morty and Rick's like, you don't want to be outspoken about anything. You just want to be in the safe enough place that when your world gets taken over, that the people who take over that world like you. The Switzerland approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. Just remain neutral and go with the flow of whoever's the most powerful. Mm. That's what we do here, guys, right? But there's a group of people not doing that, and this is in relation to the World Cup. Here is the Iran uh, national team players choosing not to sing along to the national anthem at the World Cup match. Straight faces. Straight faces. I wonder what implications this has for when they return home. I imagine that is quite frightful yeah. to have to think about what's going to happen to you. 
We usually say stunning and brave, tongue in cheek, but this is actually brave and actually stunning yeah. that they would do this. Especially in the country that they're in and how that country treats women as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sounding like a feminist today. <laughs> and I am in a sense. As long as we're talking about the actual root of the word and what it was meant to mean, then yes, by all means. And good for them, good on this team for going and and doing that. It becomes such a twisted thing of, okay, now is it okay to even watch the World Cup because of where it's at and because of what's happened and because of all the labor that went into creating what you're now watching with your eyes? Is it okay for the team members to go there and play? On the other hand, they've spent their entire career and their entire lives working towards this one moment and this one point. Can they throw that out for the sake of something that will probably just be a small splash in what is a large pool of bullshit? <laughs> 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 yeah, the Olymp- and the Olympics did the same thing with Beijing. We had to ask ourselves all those questions. Do we send our athletes to Beijing? Yeah. Do we watch it? And a lot of people were like, I'm not watching this. You know, we had this massive global crisis happen and no accountability and uh, well, I'm, and all the other things that they're guilty of. Um, why would I support yeah. that? And, and uh, this is why, though, if if you're, you don't, A, politicize things, yeah, and uh, just have to get involved in that go to do host events in countries that share your values and you won't see any of these problems if you believe if your values are that important but don't pretend that your values are important if you're willing to go wherever the money is i'm an activist by default because i don't watch sports (laughs) 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 now i'm gonna not watch it even harder (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but that's world cup news we'll keep you guys in the loop if anything else happens but we've got some usa what do you know what the score was today no we team usa played our first match and we tied against Wales. That's embarrassing. It's pretty embarrassing. It kind of is, because I looked it up. Their whole po- country has a population of like 3 million. And that's like the population of Kansas. Yeah. So like, what would it be? A hundred <laughs> times bigger than, than, yeah. that, than that country. And now they've, they've a tie. So who, does, is there a progression from a tie? Do they both, how does this work? There's like, there's, you, you, there's a called the group stage. And so you get grouped with three other countries and you all play each other a bunch of times well anyways we're not out but you have the chance to keep playing okay we have the chance to keep playing maybe we can get beat by an even smaller country yeah exactly (laughs) that is uh, i think this just demonstrates that america cares about soccer one one hundredth as much as other countries because we have our own sports which that actually is true like soccer does not get a fair shake in the united states really at all nobody really cares about soccer no sorry guys all football the power of American engineering. Now, <laughs> let's get into this ESPN clip. I think this is just going to be our little fun What Would You Do segment. I'm John Quinones from What Would You Do? Did you ever watch that show? No, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <gasps> okay, there's, there's this show. Guys, if you guys don't know what What Would You Do is, I don't know what to tell you. You need to get out of the show now. I will allow you to stop watching my show now to look up What Would You Do. It's a show hosted by John Quinones where they essentially set up social experiments for people uh, like you and I would go out to lunch one day and all of a sudden we see a, a guy who just starts throwing racial slurs at a girl and you're like dude what the hell and you can either sit there and watch this dude throw racial slurs at this girl or you can get up and be like yo dude what's wrong with that and then John Quinones comes out with his microphone and he's like this is all fake you're on what would you do <laughs> <laughs> Is, is this like when you did the police simulation and it was like you can respond in this way or this way and then depending on what you did, they played kind out a of. different scenario? Not, not really. Like they hire actors to be around you and okay. they set up a fake atrocity basically. It could be like bullying, oh, okay. fat shaming so or whatever. So it's just to see how you respond. Yes. So oh, okay. they do this in like normal places all around the city and they just watch as people either just like watch and let it happen or they are brave and they stand up and do something about it. Uh, and that's what wow. the whole premise of the show is. It puts is. you in the hot seat. It does put you in the hot seat without you even knowing it. Yeah. And I feel like all the viral videos you see nowadays of like a man's assaulting a woman on a sub or subway or something. And like there's like 20, or, you know, 25, 30, 50 people around just sitting there watching it happen. Yeah. It's like that seems to be the state of society more so these days. John Quinones would not have a job in today's society because nobody does anything. Yeah. They literally just watch. They just watched. And I mean, after some of those subway videos, I can't blame them. Oh, sometimes. I know. it's crazy. It's crazy out there. 
You see those black girls who like dressed up in the green suits, like these big black women dressed up in these green suits, ran on a subway, basically ransacked it and robbed everybody on it, which is like punching people in the face. You know, if I'm a dude watching that, I'd be like. (laughs) 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 I'm going to let y'all send this one out. Yo, that's crazy. Anyway, I'm going to back up my. (laughs) What's going on with the World Cup? That is (laughs) crazy. Yeah, no, uh, I, at some point you just can't put your own life at risk. I understand it. But other times I'm like, you have like 10 grown men standing there watching this happen. Never yeah. were we in a day and age, I feel like, that grown men would not stand up and do something. No, I mean, you think about like Normandy and D-Day and that, the greatest generation. Like, would they, would they put up with this? You can't even like stand up to it. They, they stormed the beaches of Normandy not. and you can't stand up to something on a subway right. or whatever. It's like, right. But the fact that it's more like just the instinct isn't there anymore at all. It's not. It's not. It's just like, oh, I'm not going to get involved. I'm going to do me. But also, like, it's it's crazy. Like, you don't know. People who are behaving in that way are so unpredictable. You don't know if they're armed and all that. Yeah, you can just die. Yeah. But it's like, at what point does it become, like, worth risking your life over? Yep. These are the questions we ask ourselves as the world descends into madness. Mm -hmm. Now. 2A. Just got to say 2A. Okay, here's this ESPN clip. Uh, Now, this was put out. Here's a a young man. His name is Benjamin Watson. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Watson's about to get a little shock on live TV. Let's watch the clip and see if you guys catch on to what's going on here. Because I watched this the first time and I was like, I really, I think I understand what happened. But we'll get into it. Uh, 45, 20. By the way, did you not get the memo on the suits? We all went dark today. You were, you're like Easter y- service. Y- y- y'all kind of leave me out. As long as I get the text from my wife that says I look good. Oh, really? Right, man, so sh- send me the text, babe. Send me the text. <laughs> it's not the one she sent me. And we're back. Welcome to the Farm Rich Halftime Report. Uh, we're back. You and I here, Tiki. I'm not sure what happened. Look at the guy to, in the uh, right Peter space. Burns, yep, or, he's like. Did you uh, did you have him keep your wife's name out of his mouth? Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We'll, we'll see how Peter Burns is uh, with that smart mouth <laughs> in the second half. But uh, Gators do not. I am cringing. I am cringing. So I'm awkward, a little, right? Like, huh? Because <laughs> you know that's what it was. <laughs> you know. <sighs> they went. So anyways, for those of you who didn't understand what happened in that situation, uh, the guy said, as long as I get a text from my wife saying my suit looks good, I'm not worried about nobody. And then the young white man sitting to the left of him said, that's not what your wife texted me. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually I'm glad you thought it was funny. So funny. It's actually kind of so funny. And then, of course, the guy was like on live TV and it looks like they went after each other after and they had a little little powwow. Yeah, they come back from break and the, neither one of them are on set. And then the, the yeah. black guy just comes, comes back up. around. Huh? Just huh? Sits down. He's like straightening his suit like he just dealt with some business. Now, I'm curious. How do you guys feel about that? Would you have made a big deal about that joke? Because my initial instinct was like, it's just a joke. It's not a big deal. I don't know why somebody would be up in arms about that. Taylor and Scott were like, it's on live television, and he joked about the dude's wife. So it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it, I'm kind of in between. I think it was an overreaction, but I still think it was worth react, like re- confronting or responding mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. on air because it was it was like an out-of-bounds comment. Now, when, watching it again this time, I didn't notice it before, but it wasn't really a joke about the guy's wife. It was kind of like... Well, he said that's not what she texted me or something like that. Right. But in reference to the suit that you're wearing, it's not like she's texting you something dirty. It's he's just saying, like, yeah, she's reinforced. I mean, it's like, she's saying your suit's ugly. The suggestion is, yeah, she's talking to me behind your back or whatever, which is kind of like the joke. But anyway, it wasn't like this very overt thing. But having said that, it's like, read the room. You're on live television. I don't think you know this guy that well. He's much bigger and stronger than you. And so you're kind of just like pick a different fight. It's just a it's like a humiliating thing. You're 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 going out on a limb to humiliate this guy on national television and just banking on the fact that you're live on air that it's all going to be in good fun or or, or jest and and uh, he I think someone summed this up that was like this is the epitome of f around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> you see according to this graph, the more that you f around, the more you're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to ask the audience now what you guys think. I mean, the only reason we're talking about this is because it got 7.6 million views and the internet is going back and forth over whether or not this was an okay thing to do, whether or not it was an overreaction. I texted my boyfriend. I was like, okay, I'm going to put you in this scenario. You're on live television. This guy says something to you to the effect of that's not what your your wife told me or that's not what your wife texted me. What do you do? His answer was, I would just sit there and pretend like I didn't hear him. And if he brought it up again, then I would be like, just look at him confused and just have him sit in the uncomfortability of what he just said, which I feel like is a more manly baller move. (laughs) It's just more, I'm biased, but I feel like it's, that's more baller than being like, we're going to have to take this to the side on commercial break. And I need to tell you why you shouldn't talk about my wife. Right. There's a small air of like childishness and insecurity in like the sort of overreaction now it, again that that is a way of confronting it and i yeah. think it does deserve to be confronted um but the yeah the way that ben watson it just had a little bit of like will smith energy yeah, a little bit of will a little bit of keep my wife's name out your mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> i said keep my wife's name out your mouth <laughs> yeah i just feel like if you weren't that insecure about it it'd be fine you know yeah. what i mean yeah. You're just like, I'm solid. My, me and my wife are solid. I don't care what this goon on TV says. But it is on live TV. But it's it's like, it's the it's, neither here nor it's there. about the wife, and then it's also about the, the, the disrespect from one man to another that I think, does, in in that type of public forum, that it's like, yeah. you just, no. Yeah. That's just not don't. okay. So I do think, you, you know, again, you, you should push back. You should say something. It, it, you shouldn't just ignore it with what uh your boyfriend said he's not really ignoring it he's just kind of like letting you look like like, an idiot because let's be honest that was a stupid it was a stupid joke the guy should not have said that it was really stupid yeah the the poll said 60 70 no 75 percent of you said yes it was an overreaction 25 percent of you said no i get that it's disrespectful i understand guys i just like don't like to waste my energy on like little bits of disrespect like who cares he doesn't actually mean it he's clearly just like a goofball just like saying something and not realizing like the true implication of what he's just said in my opinion right i don't think it it was like that's the problem. Yeah, You're, that is the problem. It is a weighty thing. You just humiliated me on <laughs> national TV. Oh, yeah, here we go. So then the guy, the guy who said it, Peter Burns, he tweets this out, right? Look at this photo. <laughs> Hashtag friendship. Look at the photo. <laughs> somebody, somebody quote tweeted him and said, dude's got tears in his eyes. <laughs> Dude, look at this friendship. His cheek's still red from the slap he got off yeah, screen. Look at that oh, uh, friendship. And then the guy responded. Benjamin Watson responded and said, moving on, but you still owe Mrs. Watson a public apology. Get over yourself. Right. Oh That's God. where I'm like, okay, bro. Like, you, you address the issue, but it's a like, little soy. you're not moving on. Yeah. We're getting into the soy territory. Right. We're, we're moving from 2% to soy milk. It's like holding a grudge. It's like taking yourself so seriously. I know. That, yeah. It's Will Smith energy. What are you trying to prove? We get it. We right. get it. Well, Will Smith, I feel like he's just like trying to prove his undying loyalty to like, Jada Will at Smith any expense. Will Smith is just trying to prove. He's trying to prove he's still alive at this point. Like. <laughs> he has no dignity left, so his only source of dignity is being uh, accepted by Jada. So see, he saw her simmering with Chris Poor Rock's Will joke, Smith. and he just like acted out of that. Poor Will Smith. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> That's my psychoanalysis for the day. <laughs> Women can be tough sometimes. They really, they really, really can. And 75% of you agree that it was an overreaction. 25% of you say no. And I totally get it. Totally get it. You know, it's not for everybody. Jokes Keep about the my mis- wife's name out your mouth. <laughs> 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 Let's get into super chats for the day. Let's see what we got. Okay. The philosopher says, in the internet, if the internet age has shown me anything, we are all just children who don't even know what we don't know. Real education is the answer. And we don't know what we don't know. That's true. We really don't know what we don't know. And we are all grown-up children. And wherever we, we really go, are. there we are. <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. Everything was sounding profound, so I just had to add something in there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for your super chat. Uh, Monica, Kayla, I never know how to say your name, girl. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's see. 
I watch only those World Cup games where teams do not kneel. All this woke in soccer is annoying because normally I am a soccer fan. Isn't that the case for everything in life these days where you just try to enjoy something? Just be sedentary for a moment and watch something that you enjoy simply for the sake of enjoying it. And then suddenly you have somebody burning the American flag, kneeling down. I don't know. Just doing some crazy stuff. Everything's a political statement these days. This is why you just go back and watch 1990s TV and movies (laughs) and earlier. And just early 2000s up to like 2010, 2012. Then it starts dropping off. But yeah, you know. Just don't ever venture outside that. I've been watching Westworld and I watched the Santa Claus. I did too. I watched Santa Claus last night. And then you watched the newer, the newer ones. Yeah. It rolled right into the newer ones. And yeah, they weren't that bad. There was a little bit of like, but see, it was enough to be like, okay, I know why you're doing this and putting these characters of certain races here and there. And it's kind of like, oh, but it wasn't. See through it. I went to see the menu this weekend, which is a new film. And guess what guys? It was good. No wokeness. (laughs) No wokeness. I actually recommend it you guys should go and watch it wow. especially if you love like midsummer if you like a24 films uh it's very much in that vein of things pretty pretty good yeah if you like midsummer you'll you'll like the movie it's like a discount version what do you um, guys do to escape wokeness by the way let us know in the chat or comments yeah what do you what do you what do you do what's your go-to i yeah i don't even know what i do at this point i feel like i'm just constantly surrounded <laughs> I go play beach volleyball, play the same two video games I've played since I was like 12, Halo and Warcraft 3, and uh, watch old stuff. There you go. There you go. We all have our ways. (laughs) Uh, Mankyla, I don't know how to say it. I I really need you to put- Can you type it out? Yes, please put the phonetic- Spelling. Spelling of your name. I would appreciate it. Many Iranian slash Persian women- would look beautiful if they were allowed to keep heads unveiled. You notice that from vintage photos before 1979. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. If you look up old photos from the 1970s in Iran, you will see exactly what you'll be like. That looks like America. Yeah, it's like American marketing looks totally normal. Not to say that things have to look like America, but you get what I'm saying. There's clearly a lot more freedom. <laughs> yeah, uh, just to, on that to underscore that I saw a viral tweet. Um, it was like a historic picture of women on the beach in bikinis in Iran in the early 70s. You're like, what? What? How have you regressed that far? Yeah. That quickly? Now they can't drive. <laughs> and now they can't Wild. drive. Yeah. Uh, Chev Silverator says, thank you for your super chat. Don't let the World Cup distract you from the fact that my Raiders finally won again yesterday. Happy birthday to me, Raiders. Wow. Congrats. Do you know anything about this? I know they're having a rough year, so, oh, yeah. you know. Take, Just like take your Vikings w. team always. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't even know anything about it. Just likes to laugh at me for anything and everything. <laughs> but actually, we did lose. We're eight and one this year, and then we lost yesterday. So now we're eight and two. And it yeah, was, it was the biggest loss we've had at home, second biggest ever. So it was like a blowout. That's hilarious. I stayed home from the beach to not play volleyball. Paid that just so I could watch my football game, and that was what I got. I turned it off halfway through and started watching the Santa Claus. That's hilarious. So the show started today, and somebody was like, "Yo, Taylor." How'd that Vikings game feel? <laughs> so you you brought this all, all up just to make fun it, of me some It just more. comes full circle eventually, mm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Sup, my dude. Thanks for your super chat. Said, when I was a stupid kid, I was confused as to why FIFA would name their grand tournament after an item designed to protect your genitalia, a cup. You know what? That sounds like a thing a kid would kid would believe. World Cup? Did you just think it's a Coincidence? Cup? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> Do they sell those on Wayfair? <laughs> For $30,000. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, guys, those are the super Conspiratorial. It all, we got really conspiratorial today. Mm-hmm. We got into Wayfair, Balenciaga, Mattress Firm, which without any evidence, I'm fully <laughs> subscribed to. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling because you. Because it just does not make sense. I'm telling you guys, look up wherever you are, whatever city you're in, I don't care. Look up Mattress Firm and see how many there are within like a 20-mile distance of you. There's a lot. Who's buying the mattresses? <laughs> and like, I used to live in Santa Monica. There was like a mattress firm in like prime location on Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica. Like, how are you affording all of these storefronts, even in expensive areas? It's going to be like Rodeo Drive, Mattress Firm, coming soon. It's like, yep. mm, sketch. You know, hiding money under the mattresses. That's what they're doing. They're <laughs> laundering. <laughs> 
I don't know if I can get sued for saying that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, allegedly. This is satire. Clearly Mark's satire, Elon. <laughs> this is a joke. Don't come after me. <laughs> but also watch out for mattress. <laughs> Anyways, guys. I think that's the show for today. Hope you guys had a fun time. Thank you so much for watching. Let me know in the comments down below, does Peter Burns need to keep Benjamin Watson's wife's name out his mouth? And how would you respond to that situation? Also, are you watching the World Cup? Are you taking an activist stance? Or are you like me and don't know a single thing about sports and are not going to be watching even harder? Let me know in the comments down below. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it and what you are doing. And that's it, guys. Hope you have a fantastic Monday. Fantastic evening. We're going to see you tomorrow. And I forget who's on the show tomorrow. I think Gothics is on the Gothics. show tomorrow which many of you suggested. She's a great YouTuber. You guys should go check her out. Talks about a lot of the a lot of the things that we talk about on this show in her rants and YouTube videos that she puts out. So go check out Gothics and she will be on the show tomorrow. So if you don't know her, we're excited to introduce her to you. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we go live. That is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Plus we post videos every single day for you because we never stop hustling over here at PragerU. Thank you guys so much for watching and join the Discord if you want to talk to me outside of the show. The link is in the description down below. And we have over 2,200 people chilling on the server. Bye, guys.